Welcome, welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. That's the NTT20 betting show. Good to have you with us. Uh, this is a podcast sponsored by Betfair. Uh, I'm Ali Maxwell. Got my friend and colleague George Ellick with me. This podcast talks about betting and therefore it is strictly for over 18s only. And not only that, if you are over 18 listening to this podcast and thinking about having a bet this weekend or any time, please be gamble aware. You can head to be gamble aware to brush up on the risks that come with gambling. Never bet more than you can afford to lose. Never chase your losses. George, last week I was at Sutton United, as we know, with Michael Obafemi. I was already feeling sick from those cheesy chips when I realised that I was only one out of five by 5pm. And my next best Cambridge beating Lincoln comfortably, but my Carlisle stance battle with the Betfair Sportsbook, I've lost it 2-1, uh, best of three, and they did not beat Rochdale. Three all that one, disappointing. Uh, you had a, a much better week, your nap getting up in front of my eyes in South London, big celebrations at the full-time whistle, the Sutton players and staff, and me and you as well. Uh, and then your lay bet as well, Derby County. You laid them two weeks in a row. The first week, they were 1-0 down and 1-2-1. And the second week, they were 2-0 up and lost 3-2. So there you go. Um, what can you say? What leagues they are, hey? All that meant was that you were minus 0.1 on the week, which is, which felt a bit harsh, but, um, but, yeah, but better. I agree. But better. Uh, onwards and upwards. With a nap this weekend in the EFL, tell us what you're thinking. Plymouth Argyle versus Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I'm denied about what my nap is going to be. Um, but I think this is probably the best value bet of the week. And pro- mainly because... Um, there's been money for Sheffield Wednesday um, since I kind of first drew up my list uh, yesterday. Um, Wednesday are now 13 to 10 with the Betfair Sportsbook to win this game, which seems mightily short playing away at a side that I've said and we've said on the Monday show and on this show, Plymouth Argyle at home in League One have been as good as anybody so far this season. Now, their record to date in League One generally is very good. Played seven, won five, lost two. Again, sorry to be like a um, to be repeating myself from the Monday show, but one of those two defeats was a five-one um, loss at Charlton, where they were down to ten men when the score was just one nil. So I'm happy to to draw a, a bit of a penciled line through that one. And then a really weird game on, on the second um, second day of the season, second game of the season, where they were one up at Fleetwood and coasting, and, and kind of managed to to lose the game two-one. But at home, it's a completely different story. We saw them quite casually swat aside a posh a posh team who we ranked pretty highly 2-0 uh, just a couple of days after losing to them um, with kind of changed teams in the uh, in the Carabao Cup on opening day they played against Barnsley and they beat them 1-0 newly relegated Barnsley who you know we saw last weekend beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-0 away from home um, that was a 1-0 going on 4-0 uh, Plymouth Argyle absolutely battered Barnsley on the day uh, and there was you know the, the only gripe that anyone can have with that scoreline was the, uh, the fact that the Plymouth didn't score more. And then they played Bolton, another team who we rate, who are up there, kind of expected to be a top six team, top seven team. You know, Ali, you, you spoke last week in your Oxford lay about the importance of playing, you know, results against decent sides. And they beat them very cosily 2-0 again. So their three home games so far, they've taken on three teams who we, I think everyone expects to be at the very worst top half sides. Barnsley, Peterborough and, um, and Bolton um, probably have aspirations to be even better than that. And they've beaten them with a minimal, minimal of fuss. They've scored five goals. They've conceded none. And they've been very good value for all three wins. So why are Sheffield Wednesday 
you know, nearly, well, they're 13 to 10. They are heavy favourites to win this game. I'm not entirely sure. I'm a massive Sheffield Wednesday fan. I've them to win League One. There's no denying their quality. They do come here off the back of a, a 2-0 home defeat where, you know, it felt like, to me like they were kind of trending in the right way. Um, but that was a, a pretty galling loss at home against the side in Barnsley, who, yes, they are a relegated team, but haven't started the season too well. Um and I think it's going to be hard for them to come here away from home, which is a much you know tougher place to go and and be unable to turn that that kind of form line around. I think that Plymouth Argyle are being massively chronically underrated still by the market. Um, I think they are good value for for their position so far on the table. I think they are deserving to be much closer to to Ipswich and to um, and to Sheffield Wednesday in the outright market as well. So uh, eleven to ten, Jordan O'Bet. Um, so taking the draw out of consideration. Um, basically money back if they're able to keep a clean sheet for the fourth time in a row at home. And I haven't even mentioned the fact they've just gone to Derby and, and won 3-2 as well. Um, so getting 11-10 to 10, odds against uh, about Plymouth winning the game um, and getting your money back if it's a draw is, is too good an opportunity to pass up. Putting the bet in draw no bet, George Alec, uh, you've got so many good phrases when you feel really strongly about a bet and I love it when you you go through the array of them. Uh, chronically underrated is is my mm. new favourite. That's gone to the top of the power rankings. My nap is Middlesbrough, 23 to 20, 2.15 with the Betfair Sportsbook. That's to go to Michael Appleton's Blackpool and win. Uh, I'm hoping here that Middlesbrough, who have not started the season in the manner that I expected to, clearly very bullish pre-season about them. Uh, I'm hoping that there are a few factors that can help Borough catch a wave. I think they might have caught a wave on Monday night, a sort of quite a tough-to-measure, mostly psychological wave. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to carry them uh, on a good run. Uh, and, and within this wave, what powers it? Well, all that hectic transfer window stuff all the narratives, all the moaning and groaning and the demands and the um, and the public nature of so many of those chases, uh, that's all done now. The squad is there. The squad is Chris Wilder's to use until the 1st of January when he can get a couple more strikers in. Um, and I think that helps personally. Uh, then after that, they win their first game. Uh, a good win against Sunderland, 1-0, but deserved uh, a little nervy towards the end, but they saw it out. And I think the mixture of those factors means that we can expect to see Middlesbrough to improve and to start putting together a really strong run, a focused run. Uh, they were good for that win. As I said, it was a nice goal scored by McGree. He's got a real knack for getting into goal scoring positions. Sadly, uh, there's never a huge amount of juice in, in his goal price for me um, uh, in his position, but um, certainly getting into good areas. Muniz looked really good up front. Uh, looked strong and and very motivated. And in general, those borough patterns of play uh, looked pretty good, whether they end with a Giles cross from the left or a, or an Isaiah Jones dribble and cross. Um, I, I think they're in pretty good nick. And I think they can create a lot of chances here, albeit away from home. Uh, it's a Blackpool side who, as discussed on the Monday pod, picked up a, a, a good points return, 11 from their eight games, I think. Uh, I, I don't think on balance, on performances, they deserve a huge amount more than that. Uh, if anything, I'd maybe lean the other way. Uh, and defensively, they've got a lot worse compared to last season. And going forward, they've got a lot better, which is is pretty much what we expected under Appleton. Um, I'm going to focus on the defensive side to start with. They've given up the second most open play shots, uh, the fourth worst open play XG against in the championship. I don't think they are uh, particularly 
well drilled out of possession. Um, they have been good going forward, but I'm hoping for the sake of this bet, and I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that Josh Bowler was a big part of that because of the level that he was playing at to start this season. Uh, and it's not just his ball carrying, and it's not just his own output in terms of shots. Um, you know, he was just turned up to the max, wasn't he, before his departure on deadline day. But that attacking gravity that they talk about as well with players like him, where as soon as he receives the ball on the wing, the whole opposition defence shifts over to deal with the threat uh, and that opens up space for teammates. So he's gone. The most similar player is Corbiano, who is actually quite similar in many ways, a lefty, a ball carrier. I think he is not yet at the level of bowler and certainly not consistency-wise. Uh, he has some good moments where he looks dangerous, but to my eyes, he's just as likely to be whipped off by Michael Appleton, who, as we know, is not afraid to make changes in games um, as he is to cause big problems. Famously. So um, the last thing to, to point out, which kind of pushed me over the edge here, as much as I moan about the back three obsession uh, in the EFL, I think for this bet, there's a benefit here. At Borough's back three, if Blackpool line up, with four at the back, which I think Appleton prefers. And they did so every game this season until last weekend against Huddersfield. They went 3-4-2-1 against Huds. I expect because they got that win and because of the way Borough played that they might do the same here. And I think already that's a tick in the Borough box in a sense. You can't tell me that Blackpool playing a three at the back system will be as comfortable in that shape, as automatic in that shape as a team that have been drilled in this for almost a year under Wilder in Borough. So Borough away win 23 to 22.15 with the Betfair Sportsbook. That's my nap. Next best. I am backing Grimsby Town to beat Crew Alexandra at uh, 20 to 23. Um, I think Grimsby are, are slowly but surely proving themselves to be a pretty good league uh, two side and ultimately very dependable, um, as we expected from the first iteration of, of Paul Hurst Grimsby, as we expected from uh, Paul Hurst Shrewsbury Town as well, uh, when they kind of get into their groove, um, they are dependable in terms of, of always being a team who are pretty solid defensively and, and are able to create consistent chances. And that's played out in the data side of things as well. Um, if you're looking at XG4 and open play so far this season, they rank sixth in League Two. Uh, their expected goals against has them uh, down in the bottom uh, quarter or or bottom third, I should say. I think they're about, about seventh best in that respect, conceding just 3.78 expected goals from their game so far in open play, which is is really solid. Um, whereas Crew, despite uh, showing some signs early in the campaign, um, well, especially basically on, on opening day, uh, where they battered Rochdale, as I kind of mentioned, 2-1. Um, they've been pretty poor. And it's interesting, again, looking at the data side of things, yes, their expected goals for doesn't look terrible, Um I mean, it is 3.26 so far in, in the in the campaign. A lot of that came in that first game. If you take out that Rochdale game entirely, um, things start to look pretty alarming for Alex Morris's team. So, um, and then you've got the other facet here, which is that these two these two teams have played against each other already this season at Grimsby in the Carabao Cup, and Grimsby won the game four nil. Um, so, it kind of suggests to me that Hurst versus Morris um, is likely to go a similar way. Um, I think Grimsby are by far the better team. Uh, I think because of their stature or nature of being a newly promoted National League side who were expected to be a, a lower half team up against a, you know, a, a crew side who've been relegated. Um, I think if, again, like if it was a, a Northampton or a Mansfield or someone who were putting in similar numbers to, to Grimsby, I think they'd be shorter than what they are. So um, yeah, just a shade of odds against I'm backing, I'm backing Grimsby to, to get another home win and, and keep on uh, their good start to the season. Good. I'm in League Two. 
uh, as well with Newport County to beat Swindon at two to one uh, at the county ground this weekend. It's somewhat stancy. I've been a fan of Newport and James Robry. Uh, I think they are pretty good. And I think that they have a lot of room to improve and I expect them to do so. Now, the results don't hugely support that this season, uh, nor did they at the back end of last season where they finished weakly, meekly. Uh, They've won two of their first seven league games. But uh, when I watch them, I like what I see. Uh, I see a plan. I see a development in terms of a style of play. Uh, I think Robry knows what he's doing, uh, even if it's been a slow start to the season. And it looks to me like they're, they're trying to play a sort of, they, they want to be comfortable on the ball, but they're not what Swindon are, which is kind of slightly dogmatic in terms of, of holding the ball and, and slow build-up play. It looks to me like Newport are trying to play a lot more in transition this season uh, and retaining a threat in terms of, of pressing high up the pitch, which is something that Robry's always talked about as soon as he came in. Uh, Bogle's obviously been in great form up front. He's in good goal-scoring form. The, the new young lad, Nevers, uh, Premier League low knee. He's had a couple of really, really exciting flashes already in the first few weeks uh, since he joined. Um, I just think it's an interesting one for Newport tactically here. You know, there will be long spells with Swindon in possession. Um, I think there's a chance that Newport can relish that, uh, particularly with a crowd at the county ground who I'd say are uh, are, are tetchy at the moment uh, and and don't always love, from what I've heard, long spells of slow swind and possession. Um, so I can see Newport having opportunities on the break. Um, they're pretty high for counter-attack shots this season, for high-press shots as well. I think Swindon are vulnerable to both. Uh, as for Swindon, well, their one win this season was a 3-0 win at home to pre-sacking Rochdale um, and they've drawn five of seven. They've drawn at home with Orient and with Salford uh, in the Orient game. They traded an early goal each and then Orient sort of edged the chances after that. Salford nil-nil, not loads in it, but you'd say Salford probably just edging the XG battle there as well. Draw probably the, the fairest result. Um, they've given up three leads already this season to draw uh, and the other two games or the other two draws rather have been nil-nil. So, um, yeah, Swindon fans, some of them getting a little restless with this start to the season. And there's a growing narrative that Scott Lindsay, who was kind of tagged as the cheap appointment uh, following Garner's departure, I think that was unfair, but it, it it is starting to stick quite quickly because they've only picked up one win in their first seven. So he's not got a huge amount of leeway um, here. They were not a good home team last season, Swindon. Uh, in fact, Newport won more away games than Swindon won home games last season. Uh, and, and this season, I see no particular evidence that that has changed hugely. So two kind of processy type teams, I would suggest. Um, but I think I trust Newport's process and their players a little more than Swindon's at the moment. So at two to one, I think this is worth a play. Two to one with the Betfair Sportsbook, my next best. Don't forget, it's bet 10, get two with the Betfair Sportsbook. That means if you bet £10 on EFL Ackers this season, you'll get a £2 free bet. There are terms and conditions for this, which you can find in the description of this podcast for the Bet 10, Get 2 offer. We move across to the exchange, George, and put up a lay bet. I'm laying uh, Ipswich Town at 1.42, uh, home to Cambridge. Um, really nice. Yeah, I just, this is mainly about Cambridge. Um, you know, Ipswich have, have shown themselves to be... Uh, you know, they are probably on what we've seen so far. I'm not, I don't want to go overboard, but they look to be probably the best team in League One. I mean, I think, as I said, I think Plymouth Argyle have a, a say in that. I think until we saw, until the 2 0 defeat against Sheffield Wednesday, I think Sheffield Wednesday had a say in, sorry, the 2 0 defeat to, to Barnsley. 
Sheffield Wednesday had a say in that. It's still very early to make any sweeping statements, but there's no denying their record so far this season uh, in terms of what they've done. Um, they've drawn two all against Barnsley. They've drawn opening day one all against Bolton. Uh, fact, their fans will feel like they deserve to win both of those games, uh, and they've won uh, every other game in, in the uh, in the league. Um, although I would say there have been a couple of times on the road where they've maybe not looked quite as solid. There was the one nil, the weird one nil win over Burton, where it was almost like the roles were reversed between the two sides, um, where they lost the game, but Burton were clearly the better team. And then again against Accrington. Accrington unbeaten so far this season, but they huffed and they puffed and it took them a while to, to get ahead, which came from a set piece as well. So they're not bulletproof, but this isn't really about them. Um, although what I would say is they're not, you know, Ipswich don't look to me so good, like they're just going to win every game, um, basically. And they are incredibly short up against the Cambridge team who've started the season so impressively. Um You know, whether it is um the results that they're picking up, which themselves, you know, you look at their last two, uh, games where they beat Burton to 4-3 albeit with the help of a red card or the, the Lincoln game but against better opposition as well you know we saw them beat MK Dons 1-0 at home on opening game and then their one sorry their two defeats um, so far this season there was of course the Pompey game where they were were well beaten but they went to Oxford and, and lost 1-0 in a game where they were the better side um, pretty much throughout especially for, for the first 70 minutes so you know, there's no denying that Ipswich are rifle favourites, but 1.42 seems very, very short uh, up against a side in Cambridge who I think deserve a little bit more respect to the market and, and who themselves will, will turn up to Portman Road. Not only believing that they'll be able to do it, but probably relishing the opportunity to try and um, to try and test themselves against the uh, the Ipswich side who, who so far are making the running. I know that you put a lot into um, historical head-to-head stats. So you'll be pleased to no. know that uh, last season, uh, Cambridge managed to avoid defeat at Portman Road and win this one out of the Abbey. So Hate you know, it. Hate it. I want to take it back. Huge weight of history in your no. favourite. Um, um, I'm not a million miles away from this with my exchange. Also in League One, um, I'm laying Derby. I've uh, been matched at 1.7 on the exchange. They're away at Morecambe. So, uh, you know, I should say, like you just said, absolutely think Derby the rightful favourites for this football match and, and certainly wouldn't pretend otherwise. Uh, just kind of a, a price factor here. Um, I don't think Derby are really purring at the moment. I think, and you've mentioned it a couple of times now, I think some of the early wins this season were more towards fortune than than, than wonderful performances. Um, and actually some of those early season wins have started to turn into draws and defeats in the last few weeks. So uh, away from home, they haven't won yet. They haven't scored yet in three away games, Derby. Uh, they've drawn 2 nil nil, and they lost to Charlton 1-0. I did see them in that game and yeah, I couldn't believe they lost. They, they were much better in the first half. I'm not saying that they're performing horrifically away from home, but as we know, away games are harder and home teams sometimes... Can, can gain confidence when a team like Derby uh, heads into the break without scoring. And, and that's been the case so far. So they started last weekend at home, throwing away that lead to, to Argyle. And just feels to me like they're playing some kind of pretty stuff, but no one's really grasping the nettle for Derby in terms of just basically sticking away chances. Colin started the season racking up XG without scoring. And now his even his chance creation, his sort of chance generations kind of dried up a little bit. Uh, then there's Morecambe. I mean... There's a very fair question as to whether they are, are good enough to avoid defeat here because they have been very poor this season. There's no getting away from it. Their last home defeat was a 4-0 thumping against MK. I'm going to take the positive from that and, and say that I think there's an, an extent to which they could get some extra motivation to make up for that 
kind of really embarrassing performance and defeat against MK because they very rarely let their home fans down. And that's that's something I'm clinging to. Uh, since Derek Adams returned to keep them up last season, they've played nine home league games and they've only lost three. So they've avoided defeat uh, in six of nine. They've only lost one of three at home this season. That was that MK Dons game. They'd um, drawn the other two. So for Adams, well, when it comes to him, I just think he's played teams like Derby before. I think he kind of relishes this sort of tactical back battle. I don't think the fact Derby will dominate the ball will be a concern at all. I think he'll be excited about it. So uh, it's just the fact of Morecambe being at home, uh, better at home, and Derby being a very short price for, for an away team in the EFL at 1.7. They have not shown yet that they can get over the line on their travels. So laying Derby, 1.7, been matched on the exchange today. At goals and goal scorers, George, why don't you go first with a goals bet? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under 0.5 goals in Shrewsbury against Oxford at uh, at 7 to 1. Um we've got a Shrewsbury side under Steve Cottrell who who you know we know all about. Um they are a team who look to defend first. Um again this is massively borne out in in the data side of things. They have the third worst uh, expected goals from open play in the whole league with 3.32 and when you look at the expected goals against um they rank pretty well as well um i think they are ninth ninth best in that in that respect um and no surprise um even though we saw them win 2-0 um last weekend and and we saw what tom bayless and jordan shipley are are able to do with a brilliant second goal and shipley playing well in the match i think when a, a team such as Oxford come to town i think we know what what Cottrell's, um and that's not blowing oxford's trumpet it's just you know a team who are probably perceived to have better attacking players than than, um, than Shrewsbury come in. Uh, I think we know the way that Cotter likes to set up. It will be to frustrate anyone who listens to the Moment of Truth podcast. Um, will know exactly how this game um, went last season. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a similar test. You know, Carl Robinson alluded to it in the podcast, saying, you know, you know what you're going to get when you come to, to Shrewsbury. But weirdly, this is a, a a strange season so far for Oxford, who. You know, we know under Carl Robinson normally score a lot of goals, concede a lot of goals, the entertainers of the whole division. Uh, so far that this season, that hasn't been true at all. Um, the, the performances haven't been great. Um, the fans are pretty frustrated on, on in terms of the attacking output so far. Um, it, they come off the back of a, a very big week where they beat uh, both Cheltenham and Burton 2-1 uh, in games where I guess you could say the wins were deserved, but the, I mean it wasn't the the kind of performances we've seen from from this team at their best. Um, but the defensive record is very good. Um, they are they they kind of all, all the xG ratio tables you see have Oxford basically second because they're they're basically conceding no good chances per game. And in my mind, this is going to be two pretty stale uh, attacks against two very competent defenses. Um, and I'm not entirely sure where the goals are going to come from. Oxford have loads of injuries as well coming into this game. You know, we saw uh, a teenage striker in Gatlin O'Donka start up front for them last week. So James Henry play right wing back. They are down to the bare bones. Uh, Matty Taylor out as well. So Carl Joseph, the main goal threat for them. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks to me like a, a, a surefire snooze fest, to be honest. Pretty happy I'm, I, I can't go. <laughs> and uh, and seven to one about the, the under uh, 0.5 is a, a good way to bail me out from a disappointing start to the season on this show. A surefire snooze fest. Unbelievable. Um, okay, my goals pick. George, you need to listen carefully to this. Uh, I'm picking over 2.5 goals in Bristol City against Preston North End. Oh my God, here we 20, go. 23 to 20. Yeah. 2.15 with the Vets Pair Sportsbook. I'll tell you why. I think I've got... This is going to be so <laughs> annoying when it wins. I'll be absolutely livid. <laughs> 
I think I've got three things on my side here. Okay. Um, Bristol City's chaos theory and their approach to games. Yeah. Uh, highest goals per game average in the league this season, 3.38 per game. Uh, last season, they were the third highest in terms of goals per game in the league. Um, so we, we know how generally their games look. Um, weeks worth of variance, which you've been talking about a lot. Pints upon pints of the stuff. Um, the underlyings that you've mentioned a few times, of course, suggest that, um, you know, over this stretch of games so far, Preston eight games, is it? They're not far off a league average attack and a league average defence for XG generated and XG given up. Um, I accept that it has slowed down a little in the last few games, but even so, I'm, I'm hoping for uh, some of that sweet, sweet variance. And then the last one, possibly the strongest of the lot, just hilarity. I've got that on my side because <laughs> two weeks in a row, you pressed Great you betting theory. You picked Preston over 2.5 goals. Uh, a direct quote I went back and listened from last Friday no. is, as long as Preston's games are odds against overs, I'll be backing it. And, and then a direct quote from Monday, I'm going to completely ignore that Preston exists for the next few weeks. Well, um, so in fairness, pri- privately, I will be on. It's just, I'm, I'm not going to be tipping them and you know opening myself up to more ridicule from the likes of yourself. Wow. I was brought up to face fears, to embrace confusion like this, to save a bewilderment uh, and to, to, to relish challenges and mostly to always try and have fun in life. So I thought getting this up would be pretty fun. So my goals bet, uh, Bristol City Preston over 2.5 goals, 23 to 20 with the Betfair Sportsbook. A reminder that Betfair's Bet Builder feature allows you to combine selections easily into one bet within a game. Uh, and with Betfair's popular bet builder, you can see what the trending Football League bet builder selections are, and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. And if you head onto the Betfair Sportsbook app, you'll see these popular bet builders uh, as soon as you hop onto the football section. So that's the Betfair bet builder and popular bet builder feature. Uh, let's finish with a goal scorer apiece, George. I don't think we're doing that well on this front this season. So let's change that this week. Yeah, Omari Patrick to score any time at three to one is my pick. Um, Carlisle going to Harrogate. Uh, Harrogate, we know, are have them are themselves agents of some fair chaos. It is mayhem at both ends of the box. They rank high for XG four in the in League Two. They rank high for XG against in League Two. Um, we've seen over the their time, their couple of seasons so far in the uh, in League Two, that their games are often very high scoring and can often uh, kind of go a bit crazy. We still saw them get beat 4-0 uh, last time they played at home um, by Newport County. Uh, we saw them concede two to um, Sutton. We saw them concede three to, to Crew uh, early in the season. You know, their, their games are, are generally pretty lively. And if you're a decent attacking side, then normally you get your chances. And that's what Carlisle are. I think we're seeing Carlisle on the receiving end of some variants after that mad run last season. They're definitely playing well enough to win games at the moment. They're just not really getting the rub of the green. Um, their last game is a three-all draw. So even when they're not picking up points, they are creating chances. And Amari Patrick currently ranks, if you look at the um, the kind of individual XG table, um, his expected goals per game of 0.42 per 90, I should say, is the fifth highest in the whole division, yet he is yet to score a goal. Uh, he came off the bench after Ryan Edmondson was injured uh, last weekend. After 24 minutes, had four shots, uh, of which he didn't score any, but he scored, I think it was nine and nine and 24 last season. So, you know, when he gets for Carlisle, for Paul Simpson. So he is a goal scorer when he gets time. Uh, and I think Edmondson's injury means he should start here. And the three to one up against one of the worst defences in, in League Two, playing for a, a team who create chances. I think that is a... You know, we haven't done well on this one so far, but that's uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling as good about this one as I have about for a long time. 
I also think it, it's less obvious than me picking Preston overs. There, this is kind of your equivalent of this, though, because yeah. I, lost, I lost my Carlisle stance battle 2-1, and the two times I picked them, napped them, they drew at home to Swindon one all and Rochdale 3-3. In both games, Patrick had, particularly against Swindon, Mr. Sitter, which would have won them the game. He had four yeah. shots last week, racked up some XG, as you've alluded to. Didn't hit the target with any of them against Rochdale, and they've drawn that one 3-3. So a Patrick goal would have a similar effect. I thought he had, thought he had one shot on target, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just quickly went on Scout to have a look, but I would trust whatever you're looking at more than that. Probably. Thank you. Um, yeah, it would have a similar effect on me, I think, than uh, than if I get my Preston uh, goals. Lovely. Back. Fingers crossed. A, a nice narrative as we head into the weekend. I'd love a goal scorer to get up. Uh, I've picked Sander Berger of Sheffield United. Uh, he's 16-5 to 5 with the Betfair Sportsbook, which is 4.2 uh, in the decimal. And this is because I think Sheffield United are very good. And in particular, at home, they are a very, very strong home team indeed. Um, just looking at shots, therefore, uh, of their eight games so far this season, the four home games they've had the foremost shots this season, 23 against Blackburn, 22 against Sunderland, 19 Millwall, 18 Reading in their four games, 10 shots on target, seven, six and seven. They're up against the Rotherham side who are the wonderful mirror of that when it comes to facing shots. They're very good at home, uh, but Rotherham's three away games this season, unsurprisingly, they have faced uh, the most shots in. 21 uh, against uh, Preston North End. It was uh, 17 against QPR. It was 16 uh, against Sunderland. And um, I think put all that combined you're going to see Sheffield United asserting some dominance on Rotherham here. They're very short to win the game. Uh, and Berger's in fine fettle, isn't he? He scored three and eight this season. He scored in the last game, aided by a deflection. He's definitely not a a killer, Berger, in the box. He's not this like magnificent goal-scoring midfielder like inherently, but I think Heckenbottom's improving that part of his game. And frankly, he just spends so much time in the position in which he plays, in or near the box, loads of touches inside the box, getting shots off, probing, really, making those little runs in behind between centre-back and left-back and getting shots off from that right-hand channel. So Sanderberger, I think, should get a, a good look or two or three in this game. So at 4.2, 16-5, uh, he's the one that I've gone with. That's it for this week's betting show. Let us know if you liked it what you think sounds like a good thing, what you're not so keen on. Uh, you can get in touch at NTT20pod on Twitter. George, recap your selections for us before we head into this magnificent weekend. My nap is Plymouth Argyle at 11 to 10, uh, at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Next best, Grimsby at home to Crewe. Um, going for a lay of Ipswich at 1.42. I am going under 0.5 goals at 7 to 1 in uh, Shrewsbury versus Oxford. And finally, my goal scorer is Omari Patrick at 3 to 1. And do you know what? It's, it's, I'm not going to tip it, but I'm going to have a double of the unders, uh, the, basically the nil-nil and the Omari Patrick uh, myself. So join me in that fun, uh, what would it be? Eight times three minus one, whatever that is. No, eight times four minus one. Sounds like 31. 31 to one. There you go. Well done. 
Well done. Well, with hope in my heart, I'm heading into a big weekend with Borough as my nap at 23 to 20. They are away at Blackpool this weekend. Newport County, another away side. My next best at two to one at Swindon. Uh, I've laid Derby 1.7 away to Morecambe. My goals bet is Bristol City and Preston to go over 2.5 goals. Uh, and my goal scorer is Sander Berger, uh, 16 to five, 4.2 with the decimal. Uh, given that you've offered a little something there, a little double, I just... It took me a long time to pick Berger over Mansfield's Ollie Clark. Uh, Mansfield currently playing a formation, which is basically a pivot striker, Aikens, as it has been in the last game, and then a ton of on-rushing midfielders. One of them, Lapsley, is basically playing as a striker. The other one that's getting forward a lot and is scoring goals and taking a ton of shots is Ollie Clark. Scored a, a magnificent volley last weekend. They're away at Bradford, so it's not an easy game, but Ollie Clark is 65 um, uh, to score anytime with the Betfair Sportsbook. So I'm going to have a little double on that personally, which will be around 26 to 1. So there you go. Uh, a little bonus there as we head into the weekend. Hope you've enjoyed this. Thank you very much to our sponsors, Betfair. Uh, make sure you check out a Bet Builder video that George will be doing, a preview of the Burnley Norwich game. That's on Friday night. Head to Betfair's social channels to check that out. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday to break it all down. Have a good weekend. Go out.